The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Steffen, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Elodie Jung has been a star on the rise for the past few years. You may have first seen her as Elektra in the Marvel comic series Daredevil, and she also did great work in the film The Hitman's Bodyguard alongside Ryan Reynolds, Selma Hayek, and Gary Oldman. And she just wrapped up season two of Fox's The Cleaning Lady, and her life away from the screen might be just as interesting. I've got actress Elodie Jung on the line right now from Los Angeles. Hey, Tim. Good morning. Good morning to you, Elodie. I'm a big fan of The Cleaning Lady. And, um, of course, we're excited uh, We're excited that the show was based in Las Vegas. Does it actually... Do you actually film here, or are you in Los Angeles? No, we, we do film... We don't film in Los Angeles. We film uh, mostly in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay, yeah. Um, where we have our studios, and we do experience there. As well, and then we come to the end of the show. We came to Vegas, but let me tell you, Jim, we stayed four nights. I don't know, you live there. I don't know. How, I mean, to me, four four nights, <laughs> five days there was uh, oh, draining. It was just <laughs> it, it's it's uh, you know because we're in the center, we're not uh, in the outskirts of Vegas, and this is a crazy, crazy town, isn't it? When I yeah, when I moved here was about 1990. I was the same way. I mean, it was crazy. There was so much going on, but yeah, we live quite a ways away from the strip, and you almost oh, for, yeah. you almost forget about it because we live out in the suburbs. But your character is so resilient on the show. Is there anyone in your life that you sort of draw upon uh, to do that character? Not consciously. It's so funny. I um. You know, I uh, sometimes you do. I, I mean, I do. I, I don't like to intellectualize things and then just think too much and work too much with my 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 head, and my brain as an actor. I just yeah. like to let things happen organically, and uh, so it, it lives in the body and it comes out this way. But I had this uh, interview straight after season one, and uh, we started to talk about my my dad. That came up, you know. And uh, I started tearing up because we're talking about resilience and it just occurred to me in that moment that, of course, I've known this my whole life. Somebody who just, you know, powers through life. (laughs) Interesting. And and do what he has to do in very different circumstances. Obviously, you know, my dad... uh, didn't clean up for the mob uh, in Vegas, and uh, <laughs> it's a total, you know, different setup. But you know, this resilience definitely something connected to what I know of my dad, who is who's been, you know, a political refugee from Cambodia, yes. France, and um, an immigrant. Uh, and so, yeah, so I think it, it tapped it tapped in, in this in this in this in what I know of. Um, my dad's life. Yes, a camp Cambodian father, um, a French mother. So you, I think you originally, I mean, your life is incredible away from the show. You received a law degree, yes, from the Sorbonne? Yeah. So yeah, when did, you, yeah. how do you tell your parents, yeah, I'm I'm getting out of law, I'm going into acting, and how did that go over? Cool, you know, my parents are very supportive, and so, you know, I, I come from a very humble background. Uh, yeah. Working class, you know, poor backgrounds, uh, living in studios, project studios in the outskirts of Paris. 
my my mom didn't go. My but I do have when I look at it, you know, back like looking back, and I look at my parents and their their path and the way they they constructed their lives and what they liked uh, and, and they lean to. Um, it is so. It, being an actor was never on the cards. It's like, is it a job? Is that a real job? Like I never thought of it this way. Um, but my both my mom and my 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 dad are very have a very artistic soul, and uh, the, you know my dad uh, is a musician, self-taught, but he plays yeah. the guitar, he plays the piano. Uh, my mom reads a lot. She 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 didn't go to school uh, past fourteen years old. She was working, you know, as a cashier, like her whole life in a supermarket, like the equivalent of Walmart. Uh, right. But she loves uh, literature. She she likes to tell stories, and so it's interesting that you know it shipped in me. So and at the same time, they were like, you know, how about uh, how? I, I decided to go to law because my my uh, my grandfather that I never knew on my dad's side, was a judge, you know, in, in Cambodia. And I kind of, it's, it's so I wanted to follow the steps, his steps. Um, and uh, I, I was very interested in it. But at the same time, uh, I was interested in other things without really pursuing them. But my parents, when I when I kind of fell into acting, they were, they were, they were supportive, especially my dad was like, yeah, you know, go for it. My mom was like, maybe you finish your studies, you know, uh -huh. like kind of hinted like once or twice. And I thought it was a good idea. Uh, so, and for myself, I, I, I wanted to accomplish something. Um, but they've always been very supportive. Like, they could parent in that way. You know, I just follow what you feel is good for you. You've been in a yeah. lot of uh, big projects, but were there, was it a little bit of a struggle early on uh, to do the auditions and, and get these roles? I think it's, it's, I mean, I'm waiting for the day it's not a struggle. And everyone's like, "Oh, you see, with the cleaning lady, la la la." I am, I, I, I only, you know, I when I see it with my own eyes, I'm like, "Okay, I believe in. I'm not the type of person." Uh, I think acting is a very, it's a very difficult path, you know. And I learned it from my very first job. I mean, I fell into it. That was a given. I was lucky, but then nothing really happened after. It's just like it is con a constant. Um, for me, it's been a constant struggle, but I've accepted it. You know, if you accept the difficulty, then then you know where you're going, and you know it's part of the package. So I knew that um, nothing was uh, going to be easy, and um, and I don't think, I mean, to this day, nothing is, is easy. So I'm waiting for the day to you know, I don't have to audition or you know, yeah. um, and uh, and I and I don't mind. You know, let me tell you this: I, I really don't mind because I love it so much. Um, then when I when I get to to practice what I love, I'm very grateful. You know, it's um, the difficulty it just it just gives a, some flavor to the moments where you can enjoy. If you see what I mean, it's like it's, I can savor it and I can really um, enjoy what I'm doing because I know it lasts for a moment. You know, for those who don't know, you played Electra in the Daredevil series, which I'm a big fan of. Were you a fan of the show before you were cast? That's the only... I, I don't really uh, watch um, the hero uh, project, you know. I But Daredevil was the only one that I was watching, and I was like, oh, it's actually quite good. Uh, so I had watched uh, the, the first season, and I loved what Charlie... Um, 
was doing. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's why I liked it because I, I thought he was a wonderful actor and he was kind of bringing some, some, some truth to this uh, imaginary world, you know. It, it, you get things grounded. So I liked the, I liked the season. And then when I got the show, the part, I had a blast just working with him and Electra is such a fun, fun part, you know. She's crazy. She's like... She's a nutcase, but at the same time, it's got, there's like a little piece somewhere in her that says, yes, she's human somehow, and she can, she's capable of love somehow. And I really, I really liked, you know, juggling with those two aspects of her. Um, I like the fact that you've done a little bit of voice work now. You're in Call of Duty, World War II, for instance. Yes. How much fun is that to do for the video games? Oh, so much fun. I was pregnant. Like, I can tell you, I was, like, so pregnant when I did this. <laughs> and uh, they, and it, was per- it was the perfect job because you're in a boot and you kind of do a bit of action because, you know, you have to mind the movement. And so it got me a little moving around. And you have dots on your face and uh, in the capture your expression and you have the voice. Uh, I don't know. It was just a very fun experience. And you have to, I had to imagine there were zombies here. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's very restrictive. But at the same time, you can allow, you can, you know, can work more on your imagination. And uh, I, I like that. It was really, really interesting. Yeah, it's such a huge business. I mean, even the biggest actors are, are doing this now. Um, to me, your show, The Cleaning Lady, has opened up a lot of conversation about medicine and how it's difficult to get sometimes and the issue of immigration, which is something you deal with as an undocumented person on the show. I think it's really uh, kind of gotten things rolling in terms of that conversation. Yes, and that's what I like about this show especially in season one, because it was not uh, hammered. You know, it was done in a very intelligent way where where it's not lecturing anyone or hammering any uh, slogan or ideas, but it was, like you're saying, opening conversation about, you know, what it is and to be in a system uh, where you know the medical the med- the medical access is uh, is uh, is a little tricky for some people or is not it's not accessible for anybody. Uh, what it is to be a working mom when you don't have papers when you are undocumented when you're facing ICE. You know we have an episode in season one where we have an ICE raid, and I kind of enjoy that. It's uh, you know, it's, uh, it's Fox who's pushing this and this topic, and then we're yes. talking about that, uh, and we're talking it through this the lens and the life uh, of a woman, uh, and uh, she's of Asian descent, and she's here and she's working. So it, that was quite a that was quite clever the way they would um, they would do it. Like we are in an entertain we are entertaining. The Cleaning Lady, it's a great show, strong female character. Obviously, there are some great, strong female creative people. So nice talking to you. Uh, Have a great holiday. Yes, you too. Enjoy your holidays. Thank you for the conversation. You as well. Bye-bye. The first two seasons of The Cleaning Lady now on Fox, and you know she is just getting started. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Fake Show.com.